0: Welcome to the Disruptive Entrepreneur Podcast. For anyone who wants to make money and make a difference, grow and leverage your enterprise better, get more done in less time, outsource everything and create your ideal lifestyle. And now, your host, eight times best-selling author and double world record holder, Rob Moore. Hi, it's Rob Moore here. I seem to be getting asked a lot by a lot of people recently, how do I motivate myself? So... I have 12 ways that you can motivate yourself. And then I'm going to do a part two, which is 12 ways to motivate others. I think the first thing to distinguish between is what motivation is and inspiration is. So motivation is without and inspiration is within. So what a lot of people are trying to do is get external motivation because they don't have internal inspiration. So if there's something you hate to do, it's not your calling, it's a dead-end job, you know, you're you're just doing it because someone else wants you to do it, you will always regularly, consistently have to keep externally motivating yourself. Uh, And that's draining. And whilst you can do that, and you can have discipline and focus and persistence and hustle and grind, ultimately, if you don't love what you do and do what you love, Merge your passion and profession, vocation and vacation. You're not clear on your vision and clear on your values. Like caffeine or any drug, you'll just have to keep shot in the arm, shot in the arm, re-motivate, re-motivate, you know, drag yourself up, drag yourself around, drag yourself to these events, you know, blah, blah, blah. So I think the very first thing, so this is zero of the 12, is are you loving what you're doing? doing what you're loving, merging your passion, profession, your vocation and your vacation, is what you are doing daily, weekly, monthly, you're calling, you know, the, the, you, the you expressing yourself, uh, you know, your values and who you're meant to be and the uniqueness of you. Uh, you should go there first because, you know, if you're in a job you don't like and you're just paying the bills, you'll constantly need that hit. Uh, And so motivation is a bit high, low, high, low, high, low. It's kind of manic, depressed, manic, depressed. uh, You know, and that's quite a volatile, emotional uh, ding dong extreme in your life. So now I'm going to assume that you are doing something you love, both in work and out of work. Now, if, you're, if you spend a lot of time like me and you're fortunate like me to have something that you love to do that's work and play. So for me, property and business and learning and personal development is work and play. Public speaking is work and play. Uh, caddying for the best six-year-old golfer in the world. Fingers crossed for his world championships is work and play. Um, because I think a lot of people, what they do is they compartmentalise. It's work and all my responsibilities over here that I hate. And then this little bit of time, I get a couple of hours a week. And that's where I do all the things that that I love. And isn't it such a shame that people spend 90% of their time trying to earn money uh, to buy time to do what they love, except they're only doing this a few hours a week. And this part is uh, getting worse and worse and stressing them out and then they die. So let's move on then to the 12 points. So the, the first thing, and I've tried to put this in some kind of order of importance. So certainly the most important is what is your vision. So as you know, my vision is to create global financial freedom. I want to help the world become more financially educated and financially free. And in turn, I hope that I'll get my fair share of that. So what's your vision? Is your vision to set up a foundation? Is your vision to make yourself financially free? Is your vision to set up a charity? Is your vision to change the world in, I don't know, vacuum cleaners or uh, inhabiting Mars or battery-powered cars. I don't know. It doesn't matter. But we all have one. Because if you didn't have a purpose on this planet, you wouldn't be on this planet. Every human being is unique and has a unique purpose. And the vision is the future image of you living that purpose day by day. Uh, And the bigger it is and the more bigger it is than you, um, the more internally motivated and inspired you are Because you always want to grow towards this big vision to become a bigger version of yourself. Uh, And then what you do is you need to repeatedly check in with that vision. So you tweak it every now and again. You get yourself a vision board and you put all the images that uh, will be the manifestation of that future vision. You write your vision in a vision statement like a lot of the big companies do. Uh, And then someone's just written Vote Labour then. (laughs) Talk about putting me off. What? Vote Labour? No, I'm not getting into politics. No way. Okay, so you know, do you have a vision statement that you check in in your goals document regularly? Because when you articulate your vision for the first time, maybe you're not sure about it. You've not done this before. You need to keep repeating it as a pattern, you know, as an incantation, um, you know, as something that you say when you go to sleep, or something that you constantly reread to form it as a habit. Okay, great. So number two then of twelve is what understanding your values. First off, what are your values? What's most important to you in your life? If you ask yourself, what is most important to me in my life, over and over, the first thing that comes up will probably be the most important, the second, the second, the third and third. You spontaneously, intuitively know the, the values or the things that are most important to you in your life, which, by the way, change over time. Ask any mum who wasn't a mum who became a mum. Your values will change. You'll have significant emotional events that will change your, you know, what's most important to you in your life. Now, you will be unconsciously spending most of your time doing those things. Um, But if you don't know what they are, there'll be that conflict, that guilt. Um, There are two books that will really help you really define your values, who you are, what's most important to you, what drives your life. You know, you need to know what drives your life, not just internally, but externally. Um, And so if you want the kind of the quicker way to do it, which is probably a bit more simple, it's my book Life Leverage. And if you want to go deep, 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 it's one of my mentors and friends, Dr. John Demartini, his book, The Values Factor. So um, isn't it weird that at school I got taught géographie, which is geography in French, WTF, R-O-F-L, but no one taught me to work out my values, to understand who I am as a person, how I'm unique, you know, the purpose I'm meant to serve on this planet because we all have one, otherwise we wouldn't exist. We weren't taught that at school, kind of crazy. Uh, When I set up my uh, library or my university, I'm just at the moment setting up my foundation. It's a bit of a technical legal process. I will definitely be teaching people how to find out their values. I will definitely be teaching people about managing money, about self-awareness, about managing your emotions. This is the stuff we need to learn in school. All right. Number three, then, is the things that are on your values, highest on your values. You do them, you honour them, you serve them, you live them, you breathe them. Everything else you outsource. You outsource your weaknesses. You outsource your admin. You outsource your non-income generating tasks. You outsource your non-key result areas. So a lot of people are having this struggle of lack of motivation because on the one hand, they know this is what they want to do over here. But they think, well, I can't afford it. and I've got to do the admin and I've got to save the money and I can't employ people and all this kind of stuff. So they're spending 80% of their time doing stuff they hate because they think that's what they've got to do so they can do a few things that they love. I'm saying you should spend your time leveraging, doing the things that you love, the things that are high on your values because you're great at them, because you'll do them and burn the midnight oil and no one will have to externally motivate you to do them. They're internally, spontaneously there. They're the things that could keep you up all night where time stands still, where you're in this state of flow and you need to outsource everything else. So partners, JV partners, VAs, PAs, MDs, you know, whoever, however... You're starting, get mums and families and friends to help. And, you know, there's all these outsourced PA, VA websites where you can get stuff done on Fiverr.com or PeoplePerHour or OnlineJobs.ph. There's loads of them. Stop doing all the things you rubbish at. Stop doing all the things you hate just because you think you have to. Okay, number four then is find out your little boosts. So the thing is, if you look inspiring people, you can sort of imagine that their energy is high all the time and, you know, they, they love life all the time and, you know, they never have a down moment or day. They do. We all do. We all need sleep. We all need rest. The higher some of the people you see are in public, the lower they might be in private. So we all have these little hacks or boosts that will lift us up. So, for example, for me, caffeine works. Not too much, just enough. 6 a.m. Ca- coffee. 11.30am, coffee, job done, sorts me out. Listening to Mouth for War by Pantera. Sorry about my closet heavy metal. But you'll have a go-to song. Um, You know, there's that song, isn't it? Let's get it started. You know, but, you know, you'll have an uplifting song, maybe a Coldplay song. I don't know, it doesn't really matter. You don't have to be closet heavy metal. But you'll have that go-to song that when you put it on, you're like, hey, let's have it. Um, And so, you know, what? see, because a lot of people, when they feel, ugh. They want to wallow in their own earnest and they can't be bothered to do anything and they're just going to have a little pity party of. But if you instantly know a coffee, a walk, a ride on your bike, a quick workout, a quick chat with someone inspiring, a quick catch up with your coach or your mentor, sticking a great song on or whatever will lift you up. You've got the system to get you out of your funk. So do it. Okay, number five is read, listen, watch, autobiographies, study successful people. There are success leaves clues, as they say. So every successful person has endured the challenge, the lack of motivation, the lack of inspiration, the hardship, the critics, the haters, you know, the the long journey of rejection before they success, success, succeed. Everyone's experienced that. Now, when you watch Um, autobiographical documentaries, you will get inspired because you'll see their struggle. You'll realise you're just like them. You'll realise they had it hard too. And then when they succeeded, you'll realise you can too. When you listen to autobiographies on two times speed or you read the autobiographies, you'll get the same effect because there is nothing more inspiring than inspiring people. But we're we're all inspiring to someone and we're all inspiring to others when we're doing what inspires us. So make it a habit. So I'll often go upstairs to bed at sort of 7.30. I get up really early, I get up at 5.30. But I love to watch a good autobiographical documentary or something on, you know, whether it's Henry Ford or I watched a Steve Aoki documentary recently, which was absolutely brilliant. All the Steve Jobs ones, you know, the the successful sports people, the Muhammad Ali. I'm listening to Ian Poulter's golf autobiography at the moment, you know, just all of them. Man's Search for Meaning by Viktor Frankl. Man, is that a moving, emotional um, autobiography. Well, essentially an autobiography. And then, of course, you've got the Nelson Mandela one. You've got the the Steve Jobs one. You've got the Arnold Schwarzenegger one. There's loads. Now, I used to just go for the kind of the successful people in business because business is where I wanted to work on. But as I learned more and became more successful... Um, I started reaching out and looking at general successful people. You know, Alex Ferguson, as a Liverpool fan, listening to Alex Ferguson's autobiography, that was sacrilege. But listen to that, thought it was great, really admire what he's done and honour the success that he's had. And anyone who's successful in any walk of life, you start to notice the patterns. And then when you know those patterns, you have the system of the pattern that you can follow. And it picks you up. It gives you that boost of motivation. Even if you just watch 30 minutes of a 90-minute one. And if you did that, Uh, five times a week for an hour, five hours a week, in three or five years, you're going to completely recondition your mind and unconsciously, you'll know the patterns of success. And you'll just get that internal motivation because you'll just be able to recount this story. Oh, well, you know, I'm here. But when Arnie was here, he did this and I'm here. And when blah, blah, blah was here, I did this because you'll just know it because it'll become the new habit. So imagine if people are watching EastEnders and Emma Dale and all the trashy TV and getting involved in all the political debates and arguments and spending 10 or 20 hours a week in pity parties and and debates. Imagine if they got rid of that and then replaced it with autobiographical journeys of successful people, you know, watching, listening, feeling your brain. You would just completely reprogram your mind. So that's five. Number six, um, I, I often recommend when people are feeling a bit down, the people I mentor and they, they're looking at their weaknesses and their flaws Write 50 things that are great about you. You know, that other people have said that, you know, skills you've got, you know, just great attributes. Write 50 things that you are great at right now. And that would be a, a challenge to you, an exercise for you to do. Now, what a lot of people do is they can get a couple and they struggle a bit. But then when they push through, there's just more and more things that are great about them. And then when you that's a very... It's a liberating exercise, because you realise you've been looking at all your weaknesses rather than all your strengths, and you realise you have these unique talents and gifts and abilities in honouring them, and then when you put them on paper, you can see them and then you honour them. And then your bad habits will come back, lack of motivation, I'm not very good, look at this person who's great, I'm rubbish, blah, 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 I feel down, I'm not going to talk to anyone, and if people talk to me, I'm going to moan and complain. Then you read what you're great at again, uh, and hopefully bitching, moaning, complaining, arguing, debating isn't on there. Uh, And then it spikes you and it spikes you and it spikes you. And the other thing you want to do in a list is have a a gratitude list. So a list of everything you're grateful for. So I do it in my mind before I go to sleep, as long as I don't go to sleep too quickly. So I'm grateful for this. I'm grateful for that. I like to go for wide things like family, you know, my uh, the people who follow and watch my videos, a great business, good health, some wealth, some happiness. And then I like to do specific little things, little things I did or little things people did for me. So, you know, bigger top line and then more specific detail things that I'm grateful for. So they're not the same every night. So if you go over and over what you're great at and over and over what you're grateful for each morning and each evening, you will spontaneously motivate yourself, spontaneously motivate yourself. You get down, you read them, you motivate yourself. And then after a while, you're just able to do it really quickly. Because what I found is my highs were less frequent and short and my lows were more frequent and longer When I was less successful, a bit insular, lacking in confidence, in debt, etc. And over time, when you do these steps, of which I've got another six or seven, what you do is you reduce the time. So we, we still go into a funk, all of us, all the time, no matter what, no matter if you're a billionaire and you're the most successful person on the planet. But what you're able to do is have a word with yourself quickly, reprogram yourself and get out of it much more quickly. Okay, number seven is start now, get perfect later. You feel down, you feel demotivated. Just get off your ass, go do something. Go for a walk, go for a run, ride a bike, do an exercise, send out a task to a VA, do a job, reply to a couple of emails. Just get started. But of course, it's easy to say, isn't it? Because when you're feeling, uh, you can't be asked and you don't want to get started. And that's when you need to say to yourself, despite feeling, uh, I'm just going to get started. Now, Brian Tracy told me that the definition of discipline is doing what you know you need to do even when you don't feel like it. So when you don't feel like it, that's when others give up. So when you just go, oh, I'm going to just do one job, one email, you're not having this massive overwhelming task, just a quick task, get the ball rolling to build momentum. So I often think, for example, my best workouts are not the workouts that I do that are the best, but they're the workouts that I do when I didn't feel like it and I dragged myself out and I did it anyway, even if it was kind of, you know, a half assed one, because they're the ones that most other people don't do. OK, number eight, only compare yourself to where you were and never compare yourself to other people to the detriment of your motivation. So a lot of people are oh, look at this successful person. Oh, Rob says study successful people. I've studied the successful person. Now I realise I'm not successful and I feel shit. And then there's bitterness, envy, jealousy, all that kind of stuff. Or just t- too much admiration and you pedestalise them and then you feel like you're not going to ever be able to sort of be, do and have what they've got. That is unmotivating, is the opposite of motivation. So when you know what you're great at, you know what your strengths are, you're outsourcing your weaknesses, you know, you're doing the first six things I've just told you. You don't need to try and be anybody else. For years and years and years, Arnold Schwarzenegger was and still is one of the guys I really think is amazing and successful. And maybe to a certain degree, I pedestalize. And it was only till I met him personally that I stopped comparing myself to him because he's great at who he is and what he does. And, uh, you know, the world world doesn't need two Arnold Schwarzeneggers, because if there were two Arnold Schwarzeneggers, one of them wouldn't be necessary. They need one Arnold Schwarzenegger, one Rob Moore, and one of you. And you are unique. So what you do is you use other people to compare yourself to them for inspiration and motivation only, to pick the traits that they have that you want to develop, to, uh, you know, to model how they did it so that you can own them, so that you can become more of who you are, not more like them. Okay. Okay. Number nine, help other people. Give gifts. Share. Give. Do random acts of kindness. Donate a certain amount of your time. I try to donate two to three hours a day of my time. I can because property has been really kind to me and given me a lot of passive income. So donate a specific amount of your time to give back. Random tips, random nice compliments and comments and gifts. As I said, I'm just in the throes of setting up my foundation. For years, Mark and I have been giving hundreds of thousands of pounds away to various charities. But I thought it's time to step up my game and actually be responsible and have a a foundation that has something specific that it goes for that I can really back and promote. Uh, And you will find that you feel better when you help other people feel better It's one of the best feelings in the world. So if you're feeling, oh, go and help others they'll give gratitude to you that'll lift you up that'll give you momentum then you'll put that energy into the things that you want to do then that'll become a self-fulfilling prophecy or a virtuous cycle and you'll do more of it and you'll help more people all right and then of course if you help more people then there's that karma effect which means that more people will help you number 10 then of 12 use and hone your pain we've all got pain We've all been bullied at some stage. We've all had a hard upbringing at some point. We've all felt ostracised, embarrassed. We've all failed. We've all been skint. Or we've all had some kind of difficulty. Some of us have had it too easy and we're too entitled. I don't know. But we've all had pain and we've all had struggle. And there are those people who bitch, moan, complain, defend and justify about how hard it was for them. And there are those who hone that pain. Oprah Winfrey was abused. Viktor Frankl was, you know, tortured and sterilised and humiliated. And those people have gone on to change the world. Now, Nelson Mandela was imprisoned wrongly for almost two decades. So your failings, your critics, your past experiences, your pains, you can either be defeated by them or take them, hone them and use them as your energy to propel yourself forward, you know, because you never want to go back there or because you want to prove people wrong. You want to prove the teacher who didn't believe in you wrong. You want to prove your critics and haters and trolls wrong. That is a very motivating thing to do. Now, be careful. Don't go so much to the point where you're aggressive and reactive and angry and you get into fights. Take that energy and rather than putting it back towards them, put it forward to your fans, your followers, your customers, your staff, your team, your vision. So, you know, this energy moves in the world. Uh, And you can either take this energy and try and push it back where it came from, which is a struggle, or you can embrace that energy and move it forward into something that's going to make a difference to you and others. So I've tried to learn over the years to take my pain and use it for good. I'll give you an example. If I'm having a really bad day and there's some struggling and challenging going on in the office or, you know, with my brand or whatever, and I have them from time to time, what I try and do is take that, And give more love to my kids and give more love to my fiance. So if I feel like I'm getting a bit hard, it softens me, makes me more vulnerable. And I try and take that love and give it to my kids. Because by the way, if you had it all good, you would take your eye off the ball everywhere else. And because if everything was great, there'd be no motivation. You have to have this journey of energy and highs and lows. Because, you know, if if everything was success, that would become the new norm. And then you would lose motivation because some people, they get to a certain level of success and they lose motivation because that becomes the norm. All right. Great. Number 11. Thanks for all your comments, by the way. Very kind of you. Number 11 is get accountability. Who's the easiest person to lie to? Be honest. Who's the easiest person to lie to? You are. You lie to yourself all the time. Oh, it doesn't matter. It's okay. I couldn't do that bollocks, bollocks, bollocks. Stop letting yourself off the hook. Now, you're probably the hardest person to coach yourself because you're stuck in your own head and you will defend your ego and defend your identity and defend your position. So here's what you do. You get external accountability. You you go into competitions with your friends. So I used to have a six-pack competition every year. It was easy to maintain when I did a lot of martial arts. Uh, and then I met Gemma and got into business and martial arts went a bit by the wayside so and it got harder. So I'd, com- I'd compete with someone and we'd have a six pack challenge. And we'd take do the before and after photos and that really used to motivate me. Um, so could you do a public competition with a friend, a friendly competition, even if it's not for, you know, sometimes we do it for a few hundred quid. Sometimes we just do it for bragging rights. What about posting socially? By this date, I'm going to have done this. I'm going to have quit my job. I'm going to have reached this level of income. I'm going to have got this amount of properties, you know, whatever. Because a lot of people don't want to share it in case they fail. But if you share it, there's more pain of failure and that pain can be honed to success. Um, what about the consequences of losing? I know some people, what they'll do is they'll pledge donating to, their, um, to their, their competitor. They'll give their competitor 100 quid or someone who stands for something that they hate. They'll say, look, I'll give them 200 quid if I don't succeed in this particular target or goal. So create higher consequences of losing or failing, and that will keep you motivated. Get a coach, get a mentor, be in a mastermind, have other people hold you accountable, pay them loads of money, or if you haven't got a huge amount of money, say, here's a grand I want to go and do this. If I don't succeed, you keep the grand. If I do succeed, you give it back to me. You know, so there's loads of ways you can game accountability, but get yourself out of the way. Stop lying to yourself. Let others, let someone else who can see you from, you know, from from afar with a more balanced view to hold you accountable. And then number 12, finally. Thanks for staying with me, by the way. I hope you found these useful. Number 12 is keep learning, keep taking progressive risks, i.e. Um, increase your risk threshold a bit, increase your risk threshold a bit, don't do it too big. Um, And get yourself slightly uncomfortable on a regular basis. So I find the more I learn, the more I earn, I find learning makes me feel like I'm growing, which makes me want to take that internal feeling and go and put that out into my business or to help you watching and listening go and grow your business or whatever it is that you want to is that you want to achieve. So it's like learning has this virtual cycle as well, this cyclical energy. You learn something, you want to teach it and share it to others, um, and because then when you do that, that feeds back to you in clients paying you money or getting referrals, etc. If you stay comfortable, you're not growing. And as uh, Ray Kroc said, "You're green, you grow; you're ripe, you rot." So every now and again, do something that just makes you a little bit more uncomfortable, 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 um, and just keep stretching your comfort zone. As your comfort zone grows so do your results. And so does your ability to take on your challenges and handle the challenges. Um, And, um, you know, as you know, I end every podcast and video with the same saying, if you don't risk anything, you risk everything. And comfort is often the enemy of success. So challenge yourself socially, challenge yourself in business, challenge your adrenaline, you know, go and do some things that, 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 you know, that make you feel high. You know, like I just recently got into road cycling and going on long distance road bikes with people who are faster than me made me feel a bit uncomfortable. Putting my results on Strava made me feel a bit uncomfortable. Um, um, but of course, then it becomes a new norm and now I can do sort of 50, 60 kilometres pretty easily. And then there are people who do 100 kilometre rides and like they're saying, Rob, come out with me for a ride. We'll do 100 k's. And I'm like, Ugh! that's a bit uncomfortable. And then I'll do that. And, and you just stretch, 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 stretch. All right, so let me recap what they were please share this video because it seems there are so many people who are struggling to motivate themselves. And these 12 things can really help a lot of people. And the more motivated people there are, the better it is for us. If our customers, our clients, our staff, our friends, our family are motivated, then of course, that's going to feed back to us. So number one, be clear on your vision. Number two, be clear on your values. Number three, outsource your weaknesses, your non-income generating tasks, and your non-key result areas. Number four, find your little hacks and boosts, your caffeine, your heavy metal, walk, cycle, gym, run, that that when you feel, uh, will lift you up and give you that adrenaline and that dopamine that you need to feel good. Number five, read, listen and watch autobiographies. Number six, write lists of what you're great at, write lists of what you're grateful for, read them regularly. Number seven, start now, get perfect later and then you'll get some momentum along the way. Darren's just said we need to pick up the pace on the next ride. Yes, we do. And that scares me because Darren's like this ultra hardcore marathon tough mudder fucker. (laughs) And um, I've just started and I've got skinny legs. All right. Um, Number eight, only compare yourself to where you were and not to other people. Number nine, help others give back. Number 10, use and hone your pain rather than dwell on it and use it as an excuse. Number 11, get external accountability, competition, social media posts, the consequences of losing, a coach, a mentor. And number 12, keep learning, keep taking small increased risks and keep getting just gently more uncomfortable as you grow and so will your motivation. Thanks for tuning in. Remember, if you don't risk anything, you risk everything. And as you may already know, I'm embarking on a a small UK tour. Um, So there'll be about 150 people at each one. So it's quite small. It's not one of these rah-rah massive 5,000 seminar kind of things. I love a good rah-rah every now and again, but this is not what this is. I'm doing an intimate Q&A where you'll get a chance to bring your questions about money, uh, um, in launch of my new book, Money, I'm going to be, um, f- if you buy the book, when you come to see me speak at one of these events, I've got a whole whole load of bonuses and gifts that I'm going to a- be giving away just with the purchase of my book, Money. It's got to be at one of these events. I'm not posting them publicly because, like I said, these venues can only hold 150 people. Some of them are already sold out. So if you want to know where they are, in I'm going to be doing, like I said, four in June, a handful in July, maybe a couple in September, who knows? then you need to be in the Disruptive Entrepreneurs Community. So search Disruptive Entrepreneur Community on Facebook. Come and join. The schedule's there. You can book your tickets, which are virtually no money. And um, once again, if you don't risk anything, you risk everything. Thanks for tuning in. I feel pretty motivated now. I hope you do too. Rob again, stay with me here because I've got a gift for you. I get asked for these a lot and I thought, well, I'll, I'll leverage my time and yours. And I will put these four things I get asked a lot into a free gift for you. So if you go to tiny.cc forward slash Rob's report, then what I've done is I've written for you an article on the top 21 apps I use to create the mobile lifestyle. I've written an article on the 14, my most favourite educational, inspirational, informative documentaries of the you know, most inspiring people in the world. I've written uh, which ones they are and a synopsis of each one. I'm very well known for having lots of very specific goals, detailed vision values. So I'm sharing with you my particular document. I use a PDF it for you. And also the fastest ways I know to make money for startup and scale up entrepreneurs. So I've written an article and a detailed report on each one. I've put them all into one. And all you have to do is go to tiny.cc forward slash report. You get those for free. I'll never ask anything from you, spam. I'll never spam you, never sell to you. And then also once a week, I'll send you a new article or a new video content that's a bit different that maybe you wouldn't get normally from the Disruptive Entrepreneur podcast. So I hope you find that useful. Remember, if you don't risk anything, you risk everything.